Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and today Ben and I are giving a short but very sweet episode. We're talking all about TikTok, the possibility of it officially being banned because it is banned in exactly one state. We talk all about it in the podcast. And we talk about the end of free social media. It's a quite a good episode, but you know, I'm biased. So why don't you just listen and let me know what you think? Hello, Benny. How are you today? I'm great, Mackenzie. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, especially because this week is popping off with social media news. I'm sure you've seen. Did you see that Montana officially banned TikTok? Like straight up everywhere? The entire state banned TikTok. Wow. How many and people live in Montana? I don't know, but I'm it's to me it's kind of funny because the people who already have A TikTok million. on their phone, they will still be able to have it. But you, hear me? you just can't find it on the app store anymore. So as long as you've had it on your phone, you're still good, but new people can't yep. get it. Correct. Okay. So it's like Flappy Bird back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and so essentially, if you figure out a way to download it, so I'm like, okay, what if you go out of state, download mm. it really fast, come, come back, back in state, but apparently if they find out that you downloaded it, you can get fined up to $10,000. But how could they get mad at you for downloading it where it was legal? No, I don't. I, I don't know. But it, this really does feel like it's one step closer to being officially banned nationwide i yeah i do think that tiktok will probably concede and be like okay we'll we'll do some of your demands to to keep it because america is just such a big market to lose that would be crazy so what are some of the biggest demands that they're asking for uh native servers so like to have it within north america or i think specifically in the united states or completely owned by a u.s company or not a chinese one which is essentially what they have been offering. So they were going to do Project Texas, where the servers were going to be, I believe, in Texas. And then from there, it was going to be owned by, I, I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but I believe the company is called Oracle. And TikTok would be completely owned by Oracle in the States. So oh, TikTok be, oh, has oh. offered this. I didn't know it was to be owned by them, too. I thought it was just a potential option for server hosting. I didn't realize that it was purchase as well. Yeah. So the last I read, they were talking about Oracle completely owning it. And then in the app store, it would be changed over to TikTok by Oracle or whatever. Oracle instead of ByteDance. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. that's a, a recent thing due to all, all of these moving all things the to try to get rid of it. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> it's, it is pretty crazy. I, I'll say personally, I don't, I don't know if this is the same for you, but I've been consuming a lot less of TikTok because of how aware mm. I am of how time-sucking it is. Like, I'm not even worried about it in terms of the content because it is all fine for the most part on my For You page. It's just such a time-suck and such a waste. I come out of it and I'm like, I just lost an hour of my life. I can't even remember three of the 40, 100 videos I watched. Yep. What was the point of that? And so I've just been trying to get rid of it as much as possible. So ever since I put a time limit on it, I guess I did that a couple months ago, I've noticed I consume it less. Mm. And then... Even more recently, I have just been, obviously, I've been busy with work, trying to do events, trying to promote social media on Flick. Please sign up for Flick, seven-day free trial. You can click the link in our show notes. But doing all these other activities and things and realizing, like, summer's coming and I want to be outside with my friends, I consume it so much less. And because I have been, my For You page knows nothing about me anymore. Really? It's all random stuff? 
It's so random. I think I need to do that little hard reset where you have to like have the feed like update itself to figure out who you are again because it will send me the most obnoxious videos of people that I've never seen before in my life, content that I don't care about. And it's it's so weird. It is crazy. This is another side note, but the pockets that exist on TikTok. Like I've yeah. <laughs> I've been sent some weird, like super weird videos, and they'll have like a hundreds of thousands of likes. And I'm like, how are there hundreds of thousands of people that want this kind of content? Like I have a few buddies that their whole humor is like really, really weird stuff. And yeah. there's millions of people like them. I'm like, how does this exist? But yeah, the algorithm is pretty crazy in terms of what they'll start showing you if you start watching some certain things. So yeah, maybe you just got to do a quick reset. Yeah. I think I need to just teach it who I am again, because it does not know me. So do you have a flex tip? Mm. Mm. Flex tip this week? Yeah. So this week, let's go out for any brands or business owners, really, but it's to leverage YouTube long form content. I think so many people right now, they think short form is the be all end all, but for business owners and even brands, to be honest, like it doesn't really move the needle unless you're getting a ton of views and it's very hard to get a ton of views. Whereas if you post a great piece of long form content on, on YouTube that can either rank in search or do well on the browse page, like that can do well for years. And so the time that you're putting in now, even if it's like two or three times more effort to make a YouTube video than a TikTok, the TikTok, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, period, it's done. Whereas a YouTube video can still be working years down the line. And if it doesn't work right away, you can go in and tweak the metadata, the title, the thumb to potentially make it work better. So typically, like if I talk to a brand or a business, if you just outline some really high value keywords, like if someone were to type that in, you know, it's your ideal customer, go make all of those videos. Because if you do that, chances are there's not a lot of competition and you want to make sure they're finding your videos if they're typing that in. So think more about the value of traffic than simply sheer numbers. And YouTube, in my opinion, is arguably not even arguably, I'll say definitively, it is the best <laughs> place for business out of any social platforms. Absolutely. It's almost like passive income. It's like you just, you post your stuff out there and kind of sit and wait for it to take off. And then once it takes off, it takes off. It's there forever. Whereas TikTok and even Instagram reels, like the content is so quick and people mm. consume it so quickly and like viral content will go viral and it's viral for a day. And then the next day people forget about it because the next viral things come up. Yeah. The, like I started doing YouTube from this approach when I was in university and I'm still making like what, what a lot of people would consider crazy money for doing yeah. nothing that I did five years ago. <laughs> like it, it, it's, it boggles my mind a little bit. Like I've gotten numb to it, but when I say this to people, they think I'm lying and I'm like, oh, I'll show you the receipts, but it's, it's no <laughs> other platform is that possible on. So it's like, if you're going to invest, I think it's really good to invest time there. Yep. I completely agree. Well, speaking of TikTok at the very start of all of this, have you downloaded ByteDance's new app or quote unquote new app for Americans? Um, Lemonade. I can't find it. It must not be in the Canadian app store. Oh, okay. So they've yeah. been really, really pushing it hard for Americans to download. They've been pushing it hard kind of in the UK market as well, which is where I'm currently at. And it's a mixture of Pinterest and Instagram into one app. Mm. So I will kind of show you a little bit yeah, of the feed. Do. I've only done one post. So Canada sucks. We, we always get stuff last. It's brutal. You do. It's so sad. But it makes sense because we're a tiny market. So it's similar. 
feed to the like I guess to a TikTok feed. It's got yeah, the images similar. are b- bigger. So you've got like a for you page, and then you also have a following page. Okay, so very similar. Very similar. And then when you click open one of these, I'll do this food one. Yeah. It's very aesthetically pleasing, and then like it kind of content. So what's the difference between this and TikTok? This one is, I guess they're just trying to make this more like Instagram, where it's image-based first and not video-based. Okay. And people, I realize that a lot of people on here are just like, how to grow on Lemon 8, how to become a Lemon 8 influencer. And it's just a lot of that type of content. And I just, I've noticed more and more recently that TikTok or ByteDance in particular, it seems like they're just really, really trying to push this in case something happens with TikTok because they know that they need to start like recapturing that audience again. And I have heard through the grapevine of some many, many TikTok videos that ByteDance is actually paying a lot of TikTok influencers to top Talk up about Lemon 8 and get more and more people onto that platform. But if, say, things were to hit the fan and TikTok were to be banned, wouldn't that just be the exact same problem for Lemonade? See, I would agree, but I feel like the government is focusing strictly on TikTok and not on ByteDance as an umbrella. Okay. So they're not getting rid of all of ByteDance products because they would have to get rid of CapCut, which is one of the biggest apps on the App Store currently. They have to get rid of TikTok and they would have to get rid of Lemonade, which Lemonade still hasn't popped off yet. But I feel like there's going to be enough people going over there because, again, people are still a bit tired of Instagram at the moment. And they're looking for that next app that is exciting. And I feel like it could be Lemonade, but there's just has to be a lot of improvements on this and a lot more people on the platform. So this is a recurring theme for me. I'm definitely a name hater on this show, but I hate yep. that name. I think that <laughs> name is so name. dumb. It's, it doesn't roll off the tongue. But also, what was TikTok before? What was the name of that before? Musically. Yeah, and that's not a great name either. And it's then better than Lemonade, though. So much better. But isn't it, isn't it Lemon and then the the number eight? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't have it in my app store. I should cry. Oh. Hashtag sad. It is sad, but it, it's interesting. Like I would have loved to have, have downloaded it, and as soon as I can, I will. Maybe I should go f- trip to the states just so I can download it. There you go. But, Do but, it. But no, it's, it's definitely interesting, and it's, it's crazy how they're constantly uh, trying to expand. And we have reached a point where I, I think until technology dramatically changes, you can't really do social that different. I feel yeah. like I feel like TikTok was, and I'm sure we, I would have said this like on Instagram. So I guess it's a bit bit naive to say this, but. I think once TikTok came in, I think that was the last like major innovation. And the big change was pure algorithmic based distribution. And now that that's in, I don't know how else you sophisticate anything that crazy different. Yeah. And then, I mean, the age of authenticity has kind of expired with Be Real. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you read this piece. I think it was um, by the New York Times where they were talking about how Gen Z is now tired of authenticity. Because really? they realized how dull it is it's to boring. have this. Yeah. To have the same images of you sitting in front of a TV or sitting on a couch or eating dinner. And like, yeah, everyday life is mundane. And seeing that every single day gets tiring. You want to see those best parts of people's lives. That's why we have Instagram. While, yes, it does affect our mental health, but it also affects our mental health seeing us not doing anything cool every single day. (laughs) 
Yeah, people don't know what they want. They just know they like to complain. And so it's yeah. like they're always going to find a problem. And that's just the that's human nature. Like they, we have a problem, then we give them the solution to the problem, but really that just creates a new problem. Then we flip-flop back and forth. So it's yep. just like that's why you should never get too emotionally attached to anything because it's probably coming right back if you give it enough time. Yeah. It's like clothing. It always comes back every 10 years. It's the same styles over and over and over again. 100%. No, I know. It's it's but it's so true. People who always complain about IG, like, I do think that there was, there should have been some measures to make things a little more authentic and less like f- pure fake. But if that yeah. is someone's life, like, why can't they post it or why is that a problem? Like, I, I never really understood that. And I knew that if you only sell your friend's stuff, especially like people our age, like, what, I don't want to see my friend's new kid every five minutes. Like, that, that's no. all that I would see. <laughs> like, we're at the age now where if I go on Instagram, it's just like my private one for my friends. All I see is, wedding proposals and kids like i don't and i'm like Ugh. i don't want to be here and i leave Get instantly. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's a horrible business model so yeah I, I don't know i don't think people really think about what they want or think about what it would mean to get what they're asking for yeah absolutely but this kind of all brings me to a question that i have for you do you think that we are now officially done with the free trial quote unquote of social media So we've had now officially have Twitter blue and you had to pay. I don't even know how much it is. $12.99, $11.99 a month for a verification. You've got meta verified. Mm -hmm. You have YouTube premium, which you don't have to pay for, but there are benefits to paying for YouTube premium. Snapchat just released a paid subscription as well. So in the way that everything's going, are people are is that just the next big thing is that we're just going to have to pay for to be on social media and put our lives out there? I think it makes a ton of sense, but I think it should be limited to the people who are creating as a profession or attempting to create as a profession. I think there's a huge there is value in creating that that distinction of like hey, this is for people who are creators because I don't think there's any world where the casual consumer of content should have to pay to be on there. Like I think that's no. crazy. And the only one that's like truly like that is YouTube premium, but that's so you can eliminate ads. And I pay for YouTube premium just because ads are really annoying. And if, yeah. you've, <laughs> if you if you watch a lot of YouTube and you just do the math for your time, it's going to make financial sense to get rid of those ads very quickly. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's like, even if you're making minimum wage, it's like, if you're watching it, like just do the math. Like so few people do that. And it drives me mental. It's like, what is your time worth? You know? But uh, yeah, I, do, I think it makes sense to get back to your, your question. I think it makes no sense. There's value to things like a verification badge. And if it means that they can improve the experience for us creators, then I'm for it as long as they do that though. Cause right, it's big, it's easy to promise things. It's harder to deliver, but it, this also completely fundamentally shifts this entire business model. Cause it was always like the, the user base are the business, but now it's like, okay, the users and the creators are your business. Like it's great for them, yeah. but it's like, why isn't this how it was at the beginning? It's kind of crazy. And I guess it was a, a flaw in the creation of these things from the jump. So if you were to pay for, cause I don't think you pay for meta verified or anything right now. I, I paid for Twitter verified though. I didn't notice too much of a change. Actually, one thing I will say though, is that typically like if I reply to stuff I th- and this could be purely coincidence, I find that people reply more so I don't know if the blue check has anything to do with that. Well, he was saying that anybody who's verified, their comment goes at the very top under replies. So that may make sense then. Yeah. So people would be seeing your comment first before anybody else's. Which is actually huge if you're trying to grow on Twitter, because that's one of the best ways if you have no audience interacting with people who do. And so if you can rank higher in that, that could actually be really big. I've just been lazy. 
<laughs> well, there you go. Now you're verified. Okay, so if you were going to pay for Meta Verified or any social media app in the future, what things would you want to be included with that verification if you're going to hand over, say, 15 bucks a month? I think the customer support's a big piece. I think yep. more, more like clear guidelines in terms of like what's allowed versus what's not and also how the algorithm actually works like clear expectations and understanding around that and then also i think if you're paying you should get increased reach like you're paying for that right like it's like i think that's a huge part of it so when instagram said they were removing that from their paid services like that's crazy so now we get less and we're paying the same like i don't know how that went over everyone's head i'm like this is crazy but i think that should absolutely be part of it and much like my previous point this stuff should probably just be built into the business anyways, but it hasn't been. And so if there is going to be this new influx of premium options, I think that these things should be a must. I agree. I definitely agree with the customer service. Although I think customer service should be a thing overall, especially for Meta. But Mm. I do understand why that people who are actually paying for Meta Verified get that priority when it comes to that kind of thing. Because most people who are on Instagram... They're not people who need to get access, let's say, to customer service. They're not everyday people. It's going to be people who are influencers, who are business owners, entrepreneurs, looking who actually have a following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they, if something happened with their account, they would immediately need mm-hmm. to get in contact. Whereas if my regular social media account got hacked or something and somebody was trying to take my stuff, I would just be like, you know what, whatever, I'll make a new one. Like It doesn't matter that much because... One is my personal one. I don't have a following. I really don't care. And I wouldn't need that customer service side. However, if I was an influencer who or a business that had hundreds of thousands of followers, then I would care. And that would be a huge reason why I think you should pay for it. That's a great point. I also think that there shouldn't be ads. So if you're True. if you're paying for it, I feel like you shouldn't have to or very, very, very minimal ads. That's a great point. Or the ability to turn them on and off or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can curate some great content for me, but make sure that it's like maybe once every 10 posts. I don't want to see it every single, every time I scroll my feed, I don't want to see 50 ads in my face. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that one. But it's so true. If, if you expect people to build their business on your land, you can't, ex- you can't make it be a risky proposition to do that. Like you have no. to give the support to, to do that. Cause a lot of people foolishly. So like they build their entire business exclusively on Instagram and then their account just gets taken away. Like that is insanity. Your, your business yeah. can just be turned off tomorrow, which is pretty insane. Yeah. And it, this is something that me and my grandma were talking about a couple of weeks ago is build your email list. 100%. Like it's so important to build your email list because you never know what's going to happen to your social media account because you don't own those channels. I honestly totally agree. But I even think SMS, it's a lot more expensive, but I think yep. it's so untapped because it's so much lower weight. Like if you write an email newsletter, it's a f- it's a lot of work. Like it's a fair yeah, amount of work. Is. Whereas if you could just write off a quick text, that is so much easier. And you could still, and you can have that more consistent presence without fatiguing people. People get way more texts than they do emails. And you can really build that connection and personality. And there's less competition typically. So I love SMS, but it's still very expensive. So hopefully the tech gets there. But the thesis of what you're saying, absolutely build relationships on things that you own. Yep. And so if this model of the 
paid subscription to all social media channels continues, and let's say that TikTok doesn't get banned and it sticks around, what do you think the TikTok one would look like? Well, that's a really good question. Maybe I could see it becoming more like live stream focused, like kind of like a, a Twitch mobile or like a more twi- streamer friendly service. Like I think that could be a big thing because I know that that kind of live interactive experience is huge in Asia and they keep talking about how it's coming, how it's coming, but it, I haven't seen it come here yet like that. Yeah, no. Especially not from a commerce perspective where apparently, you know, back in the day they used to have like the, the shopping channel. Apparently yeah. that's like a massive thing over there through live on TikTok, like a huge billion dollar industry. So uh, wow. probably a focus similar to that would be my guess and maybe more exclusive content and more abilities for creators to put content behind paywalls or maybe give them access to creator yeah. events or things like that more exclusives yeah i feel like subscriptions would definitely be a major thing very similar to probably instagram subscriptions where you can subscribe for this much a month or and or if you pay into tiktok premium you can get access to five of your favorite creators' content or something mm. like that. That'd be smart. To be, that's, that's actually a really good idea that they should steal that because with Twitch, if you have a Prime subscription, you get this like one VIP like subscription kind of thing. I forget what the terminology they call it. And so yeah. a ton of creators were making a ton of money because of that because who doesn't have a... Like a lot of people have Prime, right? And so if you were to be able to make that kind of like pick your top five, like that'd be so cool. I, I think that's a great idea. Well, TikTok, pay Take me. It. I will. Yeah. I have so many ideas for you on how to make TikTok premium great. They should really give you a call, honestly. Yeah, they should. Bite dance, hit me up. I'm sure you have I mean, my data. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. They're like, uh, we're already in there. Don't worry. <laughs> we already got all your ideas. We went into your notes app. We saw all your notes. We yeah, know like, your oh, entire so life story. Yeah, you think we don't know. That's so cute. <laughs> I guess my last question would be, do you think paid social media would make social media better overall? Because right now everybody has access to social media. Anybody can sign up to have an account. There's nothing exclusive about social media. There's mm. the entry is open. There's no bouncer at the door. If we created something, so say Twitter has decided to make everything paid. You can't have Twitter without an account that you're paying for. Do you think that would make it better or worse? It's so hard to tell because we've only seen it in its current format. So I don't know if, if like a, a paywall would make that much of a difference. It's it's so hard to tell. I think that if it could increase the amount of vetting that's done to make things more authentic, then and I, I just mean authentic in terms of like not fake news or like propaganda. Yeah. Like, it, it, like I think that would be constructive and positive. But how much that changes things, I don't really know. Do you think that the average person shouldn't be able to start social? Like, do you think there should be some gatekeeping there? No, I feel like, I mean, it's social media. It's like, I feel like anybody should be able to come in. I don't feel like there should be any exclusivity, but it is interesting to think about that there are all of these places are all these platforms that are choosing to have paid models. Mm. And when does that end? Where does that, like, does it continue? Will there ever be a a point where we get to a place where it's like, okay, well, you need to have $5 to start an account. I think it'll probably go the route of if you can, you get more from it, but great content will still always have a place in the platform. Cause if you eliminate that for people who can't pay, that's so dumb because you're not allowing new creators to exist and you need that to keep the platform going. But, but also like to, to play the 
side of the platform. If you were to go to anyone who's making even a bit of money from social or if they're running their business through social, they would pay that twelve ninety nine, and they wouldn't even think about it because it would be a, a tax deductible like business expense. And if it sure. helped run their business better, if it could even make them twelve ninety nine more a month, it would be a legitimate no brainer, like a good financial decision. So I think that it's probably going to be here to stay. And I think the companies that get it right will win the most and actually have the longevity. And that's why I believe in YouTube because they've always focused on creator first stuff in the beginning. So hopefully Instagram could follow their lead. Maybe that's how they get some some competition back on TikTok and put some pressure on them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is all we've got today. It's a short and sweet episode. Yes. Do you have a Flix feature this week? I do. Today's feature is Dakota Robertson. He is huge over on Twitter and he runs an agency called Growth Ghosts, which is a, what's the what's the proper terminology? A ghost writing agency for content on social. And he posts some awesome stuff recently on Instagram and TikTok. And his handle is Yo Dakota, spelled Y-O-D-A-C-K-O-T-A. Definitely worth the follow. Go give him one. I love it. Well, thank you all for listening. If you want to listen to us more and you liked this episode, give us a five-star review because it helps us and it helps people find us, which we love. And I'll love you forever. You can also find us on social media at on Instagram at flick.social, TikTok at flick.social, Twitter, flick underscore social and then ben what are we over on the youtubes well our new handle is at flick.social so we're pretty well flick.social everywhere but yeah. if you if you type in like flick and anything instagram or social related you'll probably find us and if you are a listener of this show sometimes we do show stuff on the screen and if you do want to see that we post this over on youtube as well so if you want the visuals you can find them there boop, boop. well that's all we got for you today Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Peace.